this is Infinity Rewatch. And let me tell you, if you have ever put on a bracelet and gotten magic powers, let's talk. Because I'd like to do that too. I want magic jewelry. Ryan, do you have any magic jewelry? Uh, I, I, <laughs> you know, I used to have, I used to have accessories that I felt gave me powers, <laughs> but that's it. And it was, it was terrible ideas, uh, you know, for growing up times. I used to wear a chain that was very tight around my neck. Ooh. It got me, uh, some attention from times. Uh, but, uh, yeah. <laughs> Uh, well, I'm Andrew Fantasia, and I don't have any magic jewelry, but uh, I'll tell you who does. The star of this show, she's got a magic jewelry thing that she wears that lets her create things out of thin air. I'm talking about Green Lantern. Wait, what? What am I talking about? <laughs> this is a DC show, right? Oh, don't you dare. Don't you dare go down that terrible road. Um, although I will say I've been watching Young Justice, and that show is you know you talk about like you know x-men pow batman pow like all these animated series that were like you know best for kids and all like best for growing up mm -hmm. young justice man if it came out when i was growing up oh my god i would have i would have loved that show i i still love that show love it so much it's so good anyways this is not a dc show this is a marvel show today it's a marvel show for now for now Today, we're talking about Miss Marvel episode two. That's right. I wish I would remember to write down the names of the episodes. I forgot what this is called. I think it was called like Aftershock or something. No, that's not right. It's like one word, I think. I don't know. I'm sorry. Uh, I'm a professional. I promise. <laughs> yes, I cannot remember the episode name as well. But uh, yes, it's uh, today was episode two. And uh, it was interesting, you know. Okay, so about this episode, I think it's called Hard Crush. I think that's what it was. Ooh, yeah. Okay, that's it. I think I'm gonna. Yeah. So this this was an interesting episode, and it was a lot of fun. I mean, this show, mm -hmm. if if anything, first of all, it is okay. It's called Crushed. That's what the show Crushed. is called. Okay. Uh, the episode is called Crushed. So this one was, you know. This show definitely delivers on the contemporary coming-of-age superhero story. I've said it before, I'll say it again, and I'll probably say it a few more times, because it does such a good job of capturing the moments that we all feel. You know what I mean? Like, there are certain cultural moments that I can't, I can't relate to, but I'm sure there are a lot of people out there who can. And definitely, I, I, I personally feel like the show does a good job of doing that. But what I'm speaking to is kind of what I would call the fairy tale moment, which is the, which is doesn't matter the circumstances, the emotions are still the same. So like you know having you know potentially having a friend who you've been with for a long time and like there's feelings there but you don't know what they are that kind of thing, like though that kind of stuff I think is where Marvel really thrives. Yeah, that's really universal. Helps. Yeah, it's that universal thing that really helps you connect with the character and they do it so well on this show it's so heartfelt um and it really just remind and again like it's though it's very much uh kamala's story uh sorry kamala's story um it's it's that sense of uh it's that sense and resonance of of that peter parker story you know what i mean like it's that it's that coming of age story where we all go through those feelings right we all know what it's 
most of us know what it's like to have that friend and have unresolved feelings for that friend kind of thing. Um, and then seeing where that lands. And then we all have those feelings of crushing really hard on somebody like all that stuff is there. And this episode for the first, I'd say for the first half of it really has a lot of fun with that. And we really feel for this character. I mean, they really do a good job of making like they really did a good job of reminding me what it was what it was like to be in school. That's for sure. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it brings back the high school feelings. It brings back the the uh, just the sort of after school mentality of like you and your friends are hanging out and you're discussing life and you're growing and changing. It's growing and changing is kind of a thing that Kamala does a bunch on this show. We're only two episodes in. Uh, I'm having so much fun with this show right now. This yes. is. Like, for something that's only a third of the way through, uh, they are, they're hitting the ground running and they're, they're not losing any momentum. I was kind of afraid uh, that episode two would be just a, a really step backward kind of thing because a lot of streaming shows do that, unfortunately. They love to start out strong to get people hooked. And then they're like, well, they're hooked and it's a streaming thing, so we can afford to make episode two kind of weak sauce because they're going to just go right well, to the next I, one. I personally think they do that, though, because they – like, this is – I think this is – what I agree with you. This is kind of like a negative side effect of being able to have the time to tell your story. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like, they're kind of it's, – it's not like, well, we can go soft paddle. It's like, well, now we can tell all these random details that you may or may not need for this character and just kind of roll with it that way. Yeah, and that can sometimes be a benefit and sometimes be a detriment. That's why I love when these seasons are like this, when they're just six episodes. Because it's like, great, just treat it like a four-hour movie. Treat yeah. it like a four-hour movie, and then you will. there won't be any wasted space. There won't be any filler. Uh, and this did not... I went into this thinking, okay, it's episode two of a streaming show. It's going to be filler. It's going to be fluff. But it wasn't, Ryan. There was no fluff to be seen. Nobody was even picking fluff out of a pillow at any point. Because you know why? They were too busy walking around and having momentum to be touching pillows or going to sleep or anything like that. They get right mm -hmm. into more bracelet lore and more of the mystery of the Khan family that I did not think we'd touch on in episode two only because I have been programmed by now to think that episode two of streaming shows are not going to move anything forward. So I'm so pleasantly surprised and happy that I was totally wrong about this episode two. Yeah, for sure. I, I agree with you. Uh, what this show found an interesting way to create a, a really interesting suspense uh, that, that is, is it just makes you want to learn more. I, 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 I said it in the, when we texted each other during the show, I, I, am still in it for understanding, are we going to get an Inhumans reveal in this, in the earth or, or in Marvel 616 world, which is MCU's world is 616, according to, according to, uh, uh, oh my God, Christine Palmer. There we go. Thank you. So. And also Mysterio, I believe, also said this was sick. Yeah, he called that one. I don't know how he knows yeah, he this stuff. Yeah, he called that one, right? So so in this particular case, um, yeah, the show found an interesting way to really bring a lot of mystery around the family, which I have I have may have, you know, put some things on the Feige radar, but based on deduction after contemplation later on. Um, after the show ended, I immediately texted you because I like kind of started connecting the dots. Uh, and 
so the interesting things going on right now is the story of her grandmother or grandmother, her, her grandmother and her great grandmother. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So according to the lore of, of the Khan family story is that her mother kind of just, kind of just went kind of, I don't want to say went crazy cause it's not, it's not apt, but she definitely was like a radical uh, amongst her fellow family members. And she apparently killed somebody. Now, here's what I'm thinking. Okay, you ready for this? I am thinking that this, this it's an interesting story, too, because the story, is a, the story definitely does a great job of using uh, actual history and, and incorporating that to kind of educate the viewers of, you know, this, this culture of, um, of the, the uh, United Kingdoms and, you know, kind of uh, taking over uh, Pakistan and, and India culture there for a bit. Um, for a long time and uh so this story they talk about the mother killing somebody and here's what i'm thinking i think the person she killed was a scroll look because at you dropping some bombs here okay here's the reason because the we know the secret invasion's coming the secret invasion takes place between the war between the scrolls and the kree that's the whole point of the secret invasion is that, like the Cree, um, the Cree are uh, trying to stop the Skrull, and they're trying to build like this like epic space bridge to like take them out. So they like blow a hole through the sun, and or try to anyway. They venture stop them. It's a whole thing. But the the Skrull, on the other hand, they invade Earth and they start taking over key people. Like they kind of take one a key person out and they replace them with the Skrull, and then so on and so forth. So my guess is, is that Kamala's great grandmother, I believe, uh, probably got, probably got close to a Cree century and like the Terrigen crystals and thus creating this inhuman side of the story. Now, this is where I'm going to say like, okay, okay, people like this is me going off the reserve a little bit here. So I could be way off or I could be on the mark. Okay. So I think her mother discovers Terrigen crystals, maybe the Kree is involved, but because the Terrigen crystals are related to the Kree, uh, I think she's going to run into a scroll and then discover she has powers and takes and then kills the scroll uh, or sorry like obviously tries to hide and then the scrolls kind of catch up with her because she has like a signature that's related to the the Kree and she ends up killing a scroll agent who's like camouflaged as a human mm -hmm. and then the family outs her as as like this just this you know radical and crazy person so and that's why the mother is like oh I don't want anything to do with the you know the all that stuff so wait, Ryan, are you going on record here and saying that you believe Prince Charles is a scroll? Is that what you're saying? Yes, 100% scroll. <laughs> Cree skull roar. Uh, let's go. Samuel L. Jackson, save us all. All right. Um, but Charles, <laughs> if you're listening and you are, you got it's time for you to step up and defend yourself because Ryan just dropped some accusations on you. Now, there's your highness. <laughs> There's other things I'll get into, but I won't get into them right right now because we're not quite there in like this episode's description yet of like our our experience through the show. But what I will say, so the mother, so the the whole story about the mother is really interesting to me, and I really think they're doing a good job as using that 
as the center of what seems to be uh, Miss Marvel's story. Now, backpedaling a little bit, this is about, there's a lot of, what's interesting about Miss Marvel's story is she's actually kind of acting as like a hype, uh, a kind of an influencer in a way of like Captain Marvel. She's obviously going to help Captain Marvel give her more context to her story and really kind of create interest for us, the viewers. I don't think we're going to see anything Captain Marvel related until like five and six, because that's just general, generally the rhythm of these shows. But personally, I think uh, viewers here, like uh, the and viewers and listeners here, I think Miss Marvel's story is definitely going to be uh, going to be a good content kind of Kickstarter for Miss Marvel's story and and Ca sorry Captain Marvel's story and the Marvels movie. I I really feel like this is going to set up a lot of things and and she Miss Marvel is going to be the kind of the center of it in a way. I like where this is going and I think that's a really valid thought that. Because why throw in that line, I heard she killed somebody, um, if it just ends up being a false rumor and she didn't kill anybody. Uh, yeah. So I think the fact that she did kill somebody being a scrawl would make for some really interesting backstory. Uh, I can't wait to learn more about that. The subject of Terrigen, I'm glad you bring up Terrigen because I, I don't know exactly how Terrigen works in regards to the Inhumans. I know there's something called Terrigen Mist. Uh, and I don't know if Terrigen is passed on, uh, if that's a hereditary thing, but when Bruno brings up the fact where he says, maybe the power is not in the bracelet, maybe the power is in you and the bracelet is bringing it out, uh, I thought, okay, maybe her bloodline, she's got Terrigen mist in her blood. And that's why it's a thing that you know her mom is aware of and her, her grandmother and so forth. And this bracelet is like, hey, what's up, Terrigen? Wakey, wakey. And now uh, she okay. can do star hands. Okay, so you're not wrong, but you're not, you don't have all the details, but you're not wrong. So the way Terrigen crystals work is Terrigen crystals hold the Terrigen mist, okay? Mm -hmm. they, they, they hold it. And the Inhumans have a ceremony where they put you in this, they put you in this chamber, very similar to Captain America. They put you in this chamber and they break the crystal, the mist comes over you, and then it unlocks your powers. But you, it's kind of like mutants where you have a gene that triggers it. And then you become so like kind of like inhumans are like an ancient way of saying mutants, but don't confuse the two that they're the same. They're very different. In humans, it's kind of like, yeah, it's it's like awakening like something within you, uh, and mutants are something you're born with, and it's like it's it's a weird kind of like tomato tomato kind of thing or potato potato, but like it's don't confuse them as the same. They're very different, but it's a similar idea. Um, so yeah, so they break the, they break the crystal, the mist goes in your body and it, and, it, and then essentially you awaken at, with new powers, you mutate, um, like some people turn into a creature. It's a whole thing. Uh, agents of shield, they actually really deep dive into Terrigen mist and Terrigen crystals and the inhuman storyline, um, before like they actually got into the inhumans. And then of course that show did terribly and it kind of feels like Marvel's like, you know what? That never happened. Don't worry about it. And then they obviously reintroduced the actor who played um, Black Bolt before, but now he's back again. So, so yeah. Anyways, so you're not wrong. I think what they're trying to do is the crystal. It the mist doesn't need to go in your body anymore. Essentially, if you have the crystal on or around you, 
it's bringing out your power. Okay, so if Sonic the Hedgehog collects all eight of them, he can go supersonic. That's what you're telling me. He doesn't need to collect eight. You only really need one, and that's it. And it unlocks your power. So oh, the in the interesting thing here, the scene where they're she's learning about her powers, and and I always love those kind of scenes. I love like they try to deduce how like it works, and I, I I'm such a sucker for those scenes. Huh. Um, the interesting thing that Bruno figures out, um, yeah, is he talks about how it might be bringing it out of her. I, I really like that line actually. And the other thing I thought that was kind of funny is like you see them on the rooftop, and I feel like it was an homage to Daredevil kind of kind of a bit there because he actually has like the Matt Murdock sunglasses when he was growing up. And I'm talking, I'm not even talking about um I'm not talking about uh Charlie Cox's uh Daredevil. I'm talking about the original Ben Affleck because he looks the same. He has like the mm -hmm. same kind of haircut. And he has the original same glasses, and they kind of knock it off his eyes. It's pretty cute. Um, I thought that was a moment. I thought it was funny. Uh, but yeah, I, so anyways, so it's kind of interesting that they're kind of getting into that. And so, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm on board so far. And I, I've been checking the internet. Not a lot of people seem to be too offended by the change of her powers, because her powers are kind of like a yellow lightning, and she's like has like similar powers to Mr. Fantastic. Yeah, I'm... I just based on what I've seen here, this already looks cooler to me than just another person who can stretch. Mm -hmm. uh, and the fact that it comes from this ancient artifact, uh, it's just, it, it's just seems way, way more interesting, both visually and narratively. And speaking of narrative, I got to give shouts, uh, shout outs rather to this dinner table scene because the writer part of my brain, Ryan was so happy about this. Obviously we, the audience want to know the backstory of the Khan family and about uh, Kamala's grandmother and her great grandmother, because that's important. But, you know, logically this family would already know this stuff. So they're not just going to sit around the table and say it out loud to themselves for the benefit of the audience that doesn't exist in their world. So it was so beautiful and simple of them to just throw in her brother's fiance and have her coming over for dinner. And she doesn't know the family more all that well. So she is asking questions, she is prying, and she's getting the story out of them. And it doesn't feel like just a forced thing. You know, it doesn't, there's a, a, a famous line that, you know, movie critics will tell you it's one of the, the laziest lines in screenwriting you could possibly write, which is the line, as you know, dot, 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 because you never need to explain to anybody what it'd be like if I'm like, Ryan, as you know, we went to Humber College together for the AFTV <laughs> pro. Uh, so it's so smart of them to just use the already present factor of the sister-in-law to come into the house, have dinner with them, and learn a nugget of Khan family trivia that she hasn't been privy to all her life. And through her, we learn that too. Beautiful. Beautiful nice. stuff. It's a very well-constructed scene. And again, it's it's subtle. It's the subtle things that the show does that really helps kind of lure you in as the viewer. Because like it's, you know, first off, it appears like a fun story of how they met and how the parents met and all this stuff. And mm -hmm. then it's like, then like the air of mystery just clicks in like a light switch. It's like, oh, well, here's the real, here's the other story. And then it, they really kind of just pull you in ever so slowly. Slightly. So it's it's really, oh, yeah, you're right. It was really well done. And I, again, I always love when you kind of bring the, the writing 
techniques in the in the background there. So that's really fantastic. Um, so we uh, yes, it's a great and again, just this backstory. I'm I'm really interested to see. Uh, I really think it's going to be a tool for introducing the scrolls and the Cree and the Inhumans. I think the big the big mystery and payoff of this will be the reintroduction of the Inhumans. It just makes sense. I really hope that if I'm wrong, it's not going to be the end of the world because it's still a great show. But I just feel like it's it's too good to pass up because yeah. again we have we have Black Bolt reintroduced, right? So it's kind of like okay, kind of like I know you guys want to I know you guys want us to forget Inhumans, but that doesn't mean you don't that doesn't mean you have to give up on Inhumans. You can reintroduce them, bring them back into the Marvel world because you've already kind of admitted that that wasn't canon. It's not what they wanted. And now is our chance to kind of really re-embrace it and and explain, give it the breath it needs to like really influence the world. I also wanted I also wanted to point out in this in this experience. So we so you know uh, they go to the the the, the shortest lived party I have ever oh seen. I'm God. sure that party I'm sure that party was going on maybe a couple hours before they got there, but it was a short lived party. Like if if. Uh, Kamala and her gang got there and they, and then like, literally like, I'd say 10 minutes later, the cops came, oh, I'm not assuming, even. you know, like not even like maybe five or three, but like, I'm assuming here that, you know, the Kamala and their gang, they probably came pretty early to the party. You know what I mean? Like the party might've started maybe 30 minutes before they got there. I don't take, I don't see them as a group that arrived that late. And then like the cops arrived that quickly. I don't buy it. That, yeah, that the shortest party ever, um, and it basically just exists to get uh, get us uh, introduced to uh, the new guy. What's the new guy's name? Comrade. Uh, Comrade. Thank you. I gotta I gotta rant about Comrade for a second here. Right oh, out yeah. of the bat, I don't trust this dude. I mm -hmm. don't trust this dude one bit. And the very simple reason is this, right? He's the new kid in school, right? Yeah. Right? He's new in school. He just showed up. What kind of freaking weirdo goes to a party of a person he just met that day and jumps off her roof into a pond? Yeah, and does like a crazy 450 yeah. in the air. I'm sorry, <laughs> no, no. You are a special kind of lunatic to behave that way. And then they just come out of the pond and be like, oh, hey, what's up? I'm just this totally normal, handsome guy who drives my $800,000 car to this party of a, a person I just met. Yeah, yeah, let's be friends, uh, Kamala. You seem like a really cool person. Let's hang out a lot. No. This dude is sinister, and I don't like him. And I think uh, I think he wants that bracelet. Interesting. Interesting. Okay. Well, you know what? We got there. We're going to talk about it. All right. So he's a Marvel character. Mm -hmm. All right. And he is what they call a new human. N-U human. Uh, and yes, his family seems to, they're kind of like an anti-hero with Kamala's family. So he has, in the comic books, he has history with Miss Marvel. And and he leaves her life for a bit, but he comes back and then he helps her kind of discover her inhuman ways. And but he's he's has betrayed her in the past. So your 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 instincts are right, but it's not him. It's because he listens to his his aunt or mom or, or whoever. 
and and thus he betrays her. But his powers are interesting because he's actually what they call a new human, and it's essentially just fancier way of saying inhuman. But uh, he his powers are similar to hers, except they he makes them projectiles and shoots them at people, and they explode. Oh, so he's Think just like gonna... Gambit. Like he's like Gambit. He charges up something and throws it and it blows. Yeah. And he's probably going to use that to try to steal her, her bracelet and cause trouble for her and her family and her friends. Yeah. You don't jump <laughs> off the roof of somebody you just met. You don't do that. That is weird behavior. And I know you're up yeah. to something because of that, Conrad. <laughs> yeah. And you can switch accents on the fly. Mm-mm. No, that's what spies do. Yeah. So just to, just to give you some like more background here, Comron uh, grew up with his parents in Jersey City, where they were very close to the Khan family. When Comron was five years old, his family moved to Houston, Texas. Comron excelled in academics and was even accepted to MIT early. Comron uh, and his family moved back to Jersey City. Comron opened his window while he unpacked and was exposed to Terrigen Mist, activating his inhuman powers. Sometime after Terragenesis, which is like a big event where like Terragenesis sweeped the world and turned a lot of people inhuman, uh, before reuniting with Kamala, uh, Kamran uh, was recruited by Lineage, who is like a kind of a very evil inhuman character. Uh, Kamran was then reintroduced to the Khans while their parents were catching up. The pair quickly bonded over shared interests. While they were in New Newark Avenue uh, with Amir, they witnessed a Kaboom attacking innocent bystanders, Kaboom being a character. Kamran uh, saw Kamala change into Miss Marvel, after which he revealed himself also to be a new human. Uh, later that night, Kamran convinced Kamala to sneak out uh, and pair shared romantic evening that almost ending in a kiss. The next day, Kamran expected to offer uh, offered Kamala a ride to school, but instead kidnapped her to bring her to Lineage, the evil person. Uh, by, so his power, his body emits a glowing bluish white energy, uh, and then he does biokinetic charges where he stores energy within his body. He channeled it, just charging it, making electricity and shocking people, or making it blow up and, and knocking people out. Does Kamran have like a, um, a like a villain name, like a like a comic booky name? Or uh, he doesn't have like a comic booky name. I think he's just Kamran. Because in humans, they're not—they're not like superheroes per se. They're just like again, they're just people with new powers. Gotcha. Yeah. So he wouldn't give himself a fancy name, but he gives himself mm-hmm. a too fancy car. And yeah, I just, yeah. this this guy doesn't sit well with me. So Thumbs there's up. there's there's patterns here. There's there's patterns here that are already starting to align. And if you kind of if you if you read this kind of description here. You'll notice that a lot of these things are already happening, right? Like, like she's uh, she sneaks off to be Miss Marvel, and then he comes to rescue her uh, with the D- the Department of Damage Control uh, trying to kidnap her, uh, and he and he picks her up, and then the aunt is in the car, or the mother, sorry, is in the car, and they drive off. So, it, I think this is a kidnapping. By your, I think you're right. I think this is a kidnapping, and I clearly. We're already seeing that that pattern maybe get into the story, so we could be right. This could be a, another Infinity rewatch moment where we got we call it in the way it is. Um, but yeah, it sounds like we're going to get to the Inhumans part of the story pretty soon. And that would be, I mean, that would be lovely because it they tie in well with the Fantastic Four and their colorful group, whatever. But 
like you said earlier, even if we don't get to them in this show, I'm just having such a good time with this show that mm -hmm. it won't even bother me in the slightest because what they have given us in this world is fantastic. Same way that Moon Knight didn't need to tie into anything because it was already great. This is already on that level. But I do want to bring something up that it was a thought I had this morning that yeah. um, it's, I wouldn't call it sneaky foggy radar because it's not like something that they're hinting at. Uh, it's more of like what I would do if I was if, if I was calling some shots on this show. Uh, and I don't even think it's possible for them to do because of contract and legal stuff. But uh, she lives in Jersey City, right? Okay. Um, from what you told me, I remember asking you a long, long time ago if she has any supervillains, whatever. And you said she doesn't really have any famous supervillains, really. Uh, her right. comic's not really that kind of comic. It's it's more of just like a teen teenager coming of age story. Um, so at first, she eventually at, fights some pretty famous people. Oh I, yeah, I can imagine. Once she starts rolling with the Avengers, she goes up against some of the big guns there. But um, I was thinking of like uh, this morning. I was like, who could be just like a good, fun villain that's not like a big deal that you could just throw in and have her, you know, interact with. So she lives in Jersey City. In real life, Ryan, which villains would you typically find in Jersey City, in the real world? In the real world? Which yeah. villains? <laughs> in the real world? Yeah. What what kind of criminals would you find in Jersey? Uh, oh, man. I, I, I don't know. I'll give you a hint. You started watching an HBO show about it recently. Uh... Oh, Sopranos? <laughs> yeah. Who are? Who are gangsters? The mafia? Yes. There you go. Yeah. The mafia. Right? So <laughs> I I don't uh, I don't think that the the contracts would allow Marvel to do this, but she is pretty close. She's not right there, but she's pretty close to Spider-Man's stomping ground. And Spider-Man has a huge gallery of villains. So I thought. Wouldn't it be fun to use one that's probably not going to show up in a Spider-Man movie, like, say, Hammerhead, who is a mafia <laughs> guy? That uh, would be pretty cool. That, that's what I was thinking this morning. And I thought that would be such a great little sort of like first boss villain just to kind of throw in there as a fun Marvel Easter egg, but also to say, like, hey, she's got somebody to go up against, somebody who's causing trouble. Um, now it seems like they're going the Comron route, which is fine. Uh, but I just thought that would have been a fun thing. And I, I, I don't think Marvel's allowed to use Hammerhead. I think they got to get uh, Amy Pascal's permission to do that. But uh, Maybe. I would love that. Uh, it's not too know. late to bring in Hammerhead, uh, but I don't think we have a huge chance of seeing him. To be, to be honest, it's it, the, the, the line that divides Marvel from Sony is pretty blurry. Like it, 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 I don't know where it ends in terms of the villain roster, but you, I think you're right because Hammerhead is a Spider-Man created villain so you could be right there um but i mean hey it doesn't have to be hammerhead it could be kingpin again oh yeah i'd be down for that too absolutely again the more <laughs> the more on kingpin the better because connecting okay so it's funny that you bring this up because one of the things we noticed or sorry i noticed in social media was that uh <coughs> excuse me one of the things i noticed in social media is that within social media, they, they are starting to talk about the different categories of Marvel. 
So there's there's the cosmic level, which is of course like your Asgard and your Guardians of the Galaxy and and all that like all your space stuff like Miss Marvel and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. Then you have uh, Supernatural, which is Moon Knight, and then eventually Blade and, and so on and so forth. And uh, Kamala is an interesting one because Kamala, um, she uh, sorry Kamala is interesting because. She could fit in two different categories. She could be in cosmic because of her powers and, and again, Kree Scroll of War and everything. But her battle, her story narrative could be street level. And if that's exactly. the case, that means she lines up with uh, Hawkeye and, again, Spider-Man and all that stuff. So she could have Kingpin as, a, as an adversary. But, again, it's it's tricky. It's tricky to say because I, I just don't know. It's... It, it depends where the story wants to go and where they want to fill that gap of story. There's a there's a shot in the trailer of like these four kind of super heroic figures uh, that it looks like she's either going to face off against or it's like a vision. But um, if that's the case, a lot of people were saying that could be the Wrecking Crew, which is a uh, Hulk right. Hulk villain, and they're usually in the streets just just causing random ruckus. Uh, so that could be a fun one to do. I don't know though. I, honestly, it, you're right though. Hammerhead would be really fun, but if that's the case, why don't you just do Kingpin? You're right. Kingpin, uh, Kingpin's been talking about how he's like regaining, uh, or sorry, Vincent D'Onofrio said that he talked with Marvel, and Kingpin's at a point now where after the snap, he's trying to rebuild his empire as he and he has he still has an empire, but he's trying to regain like the bigger strength of it all. Yeah, I am. I mean, you know me. I'm never gonna turn down a Kingpin uh, appearance. Exactly. Yeah. Um, great. Like <laughs> last sure. time we saw him, he's in dire straits. And I don't know if this is the right time or place to answer that question of is he okay and how. Um, but like, if Hammerhead, I th- I'm pretty sure Hammerhead has worked for Kingpin the majority of the time in the past. So if yep. you have somebody like him in there, because he's. Just, I was just thinking of like, who's a good first boss in a video game? villain and you're right the wrecking crew fits that bill perfectly too so somebody like that would be super fun to see and i i totally missed that in the trailer before for people but if the wrecking crew wants to show up hey i am down for that yeah i mean it's it's again anything's possible but again it's it's like a it's a split two seconds like that's all you're getting so the hard, it's hard to decipher who they are exactly. I mean, it could even be Kamala or uh, yeah, uh, Kamala having like a, a moment, just being like, "Yeah, we're superheroes, we're a team," and it's just a vision of them. But they look like super jacked, like older people. So it's kind of like people were assuming that it was the Wrecking Crew. Um, yeah, which would be really cool. But again, I I don't know if we're gonna get. I like the villain could be Comron. Like the villain could be very much Comron. And that's that's all we get. Uh, mm-hmm. But speaking of which, and I'm glad you brought up the kind of inclusivity of other characters because one thing I did like is, of course, we got Department of Damage Control back, and we had that that actor you like from Successor there. Uh, and the interesting thing about this is that with with Department of Damage Control back, one thing I do love that Marvel's finally getting back to, but they need to keep going further keep going further there's still a bit uh there's still a bit reserved with this but keep including different things from different movies we had the stark drones 
which are really cool to see that that department damage control uses and they use the sonic cannons that uh, they kind of made a handheld version of the sonic cannons that they use against the hulk which is super cool uh, so keep doing that, Marvel. Like, why? What's the hesitation here? Like, <laughs> keep it going. You know what? I, I want to see, see it again. I know it's totally random, but I'd love to see the pizza store from Incredible Hulk. Yes. Yeah, I would love to see that too. That that wasn't that in New Jersey. That was no. I don't think that was Jersey. That was near the university because uh, he he wanted to kind of get close to Betty. <laughs> I, I'm pretty sure that was by like, like over by columbia university i could be wrong though yeah i mean you know i mean even combo there's so many characters that could you know who hangs out in jersey the rhino jersey <laughs> yeah that's right so i mean there's so many characters that would be fun i could have sworn in i don't know i mean, i need to revisit the incredible hulk i feel like there's still a lot of source material in there that that's going to be reused in so many different ways. There's um, so much in the Hulk world that has not been tapped. Like you talk about Wrecking Crew right there. There's four characters. Uh, even the in leader. Marvel, the leader, the, the great gargoyle, um, the uh, Ooh, Red, good choice Red, there. Yeah, he's fun. Red Hulk, uh, A Bomb slash uh, Rick Jones. Like even in Marvel United, the game, they have Hulk. And that's it. No other Hulk characters. Uh, oh, She-Hulk. They yeah. have She-Hulk. Yeah. Like, get some Hulk. What are you? Why are you hiding? Why are you hiding the Hulk? Well, I know the contract dispute. There's a contract dispute on that one because you know they can't really do another solo Hulk film because they have to work with Universal. That's why. Yeah, that so board game of... doesn't have any contracts in Universal. What's yeah. their excuse? That's a good point, though. The board, you're right. Games and every other, any other social media platform doesn't matter. Like you can have the Hulk and use him however which way you want. Um, but you're right; they're still pretty reserved. And Hulk's got a lot of great characters that build a lot of different narratives. Yeah. Um, I'm surprised though too that we haven't even seen Rick Jones, mm -hmm. and he's like a really big character. He's he he's involved in a lot of different characters. Doc Samson, Samson, where's Doc Samson? He's like huge. Like he's a huge character. Uh, but yeah, it's it's a tough call, man. I I mean, but I don't know. Maybe we could see more of Miss Marvel. Uh, but again, I don't know. I feel like the villain they, they're really keeping this kind of teenager tone, which I really like. Mm -hmm. Um, so Comron could be the 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 overarching main villain in this one, but it's kind of like the villain that like the villain that has like a redeeming moment at the end, like turns out to be good and like, Hey, they, they become somewhat friends at the end, like kind of thing, but the crush thing's gone, like that whole thing. Cause he betrayed her. And that's the whole thing. Kind of uh, like what's so, probably going to happen with Namor. Right. Like Namor's yeah. probably going to be the villain of Wakanda forever until the yeah. end. Yeah. I realize the like very much like the black Panther with Killmonger, like very much like you just realize like this person's just misguided and mm -hmm. yada, yada, yada. Uh, you know, they're not wrong, but they're <laughs> the way they were going about it was and uh, uh -huh. all that stuff. Um, so yeah, so you're right. I there, but it's still too way too early to tell. Like the story, like we talk about you're you're not like again, you're right that this episode was still very interesting and it was very fun to watch. And it's it's a it's a great it's a great story, period. Like there's there's not much more else to say about it. 
but again in terms of where the villains are at and like where the story is going weird it's classic marvel formula even with moon knight like we had no idea where the rhythm was really going until like the, the third or fourth episode right but to be fair they were very clear who the villain was from the beginning like from the first from, shot yeah yeah so that was so that's the thing so i think that this comron guy could be the villain um but uh yeah i i don't i don't know in terms of like comic book characters who we could see but uh i feel like there has to be some i personally feel like there has to be some tie into captain marvel which means it's going to be inhuman scroll and kree that's where you have to go in order to kind of fill that gap yeah eventually and i think in the movies they'll they'll go there even more um yes i think just by the nature of the show even before i started watching it i felt like it needed a small time villain to set the stage i mean mm. we somebody is stealing shoes in the mosque right <laughs> somebody yeah. is she had beautiful she said she had like very expensive beautiful shoes and they got stolen so somebody out there is committing petty like at, at the very least grand larceny so uh to to get something there um just would be fun as we see her start to use her powers right like even spider-man had to fight uncle ben's burglar guy before he got to the big game uh and it'd be nice to give her that kind of character too um so i i think Comron would make a good main villain but even to have somebody in there as just like a just a, an appetizer just to get her used to what she can do and how she can do it. Uh, Cause yeah, she's like, she said today, you know, she, she goes to that storeroom with Bruno and uh, something falls over and she's like, Oh, well, I, this didn't really give me super strength. Right. So just because she has this thing on her wrist, doesn't mean she's automatically a judo master and she can kick anybody's butt. <laughs> she's going to have yeah. to learn that. Uh, and usually you learn how to fight the hard way uh, unless you're Rocky Balboa. So, she, I want to see her learn these things so that when the time comes for a Kree or a scroll to come up in her face, she has that background to know how to, you know, step on a fool and be like, back off me. Uh, so I hope we get to see that part of learning her powers as well as, you know, creating stepping stones on rooftops because that's cool too. But she's got to learn to defend herself. I think we will. I think we're, we're going to get there for sure. We were right, though. We haven't seen, like, I don't think we've seen the first boss. And, no. and there's a lot of curiosity as to who that could be. And you're right. There could be somebody that would, because you're right. The, at this point, she's still learning her powers. And we got to see a really good scene in this, in this episode where she has to save the kid. And yeah. again, we get that, we get that beautiful scene, which is a lot of fun. And pizza on our ice cream on pizza sounds absolutely disgusting. I don't know what that kid was. <laughs> I was sitting there and I was I was with I was with Miss Marvel on that one. I'm like that that's not a great mix. I don't know what uh -huh. that kid's on. Like maybe it's good. I I don't know. I I don't. I would never dare to mix the two things together. It just doesn't make sense. Pizza, he didn't clarify what flavor of ice cream or what toppings of pizza. So your imagination is really going to start running wild. Oh and yeah. Your gag like, reflex. Yeah. Like, oh yeah. Like freaking like chocolate and anchovies. Like even if, even if you tried the basic combination like vanilla and pepperoni ice cream, like it just doesn't sound good at all. No it thanks. doesn't sound. But but the scene is fun. Like I I always love to see 
I was always kind of annoyed that a pair, uh, when a character kind of inherits this ability and they kind of just get things right away because it's not how it works. Like, mm-hmm. if if you were Superman, for example, if you were Superman, and I use Superman as an example, not because I love DC, because I don't, but like Superman's an interesting example because of how like inhuman he is. I see how I bring back Marvel there, but like the point of it is um actually no i uh, yeah no I'll, I'll, I'll continue with this the point of it is is that like you still feel like you're a vulnerable person and everything you do is a test to see how far you can be invulnerable right like for example like um you know spider-man does a good job because spider-man did a lot of test runs right mm-hmm. climbs the wall figures out that he can actually climb and he's pretty good at it he's right? his limits he's learning learning the limits that's a perfect way to say it and that to me is like the beauty like you could spend a lot of time trying to figure that in fact i would love to see a movie where a character doesn't fully figure out their powers and they do that very very well they've done it once before but i would love to see a little bit more with it like a lot like in terms of longer growth but captain america is a perfect example captain america in the first movie is like completely sloppy with his powers like he when he gets abilities, he chases the, the the Nazis and he runs through a store because he can't control the momentum of his running speed. And uh, and then on top of that, like he's not as like he's very rigid with his abilities. Like he's you know he throws the shield and and all that stuff. But he's very again he's very conservative. Uh, in the second movie, the difference is stark. Like yes. how good he is. Like he uses parkour to better use his momentum to keep moving forward, but he understands it's because he's gonna get traction to do something like crash into a wall. So he uses that momentum, bounces, ricochets, and keeps moving forward, right? So it's little things like that that I really love to see a character grow in. Um, and like, and then Captain America in the third one, he's like a fully actualized Captain America, and it's it's just like an amazing thing to watch because he's just super attuned to his body and it's it's so good it's so good and so again even with uh even with miss marvel i hope there there is that progressive journey and i think we will see it although from what i've seen from the trailers is like she does learn to embiggen which is her classic yeah. like, catchphrase where she goes embiggen and then makes like a much larger version of herself she must um, be a simpsons fan because they yeah. <laughs> all right so uh so yeah so that's we're probably going to see that evolution, but yeah, I hope in like the Marvels, for example, uh, Captain Marvel, the Marvels, um, I hope that we see her a little more actualized in her powers. Well, they had the luxury of filming these probably back to back ish. So they had that luxury in the writer's room too, of knowing, okay, episode six of the show, she doesn't have to be at a hundred percent because she yeah. still has this two hour movie pretty much right on its heels. So mm-hmm. I think they're going to be aware of that. And I think they're going to give her that room. Um, granted though, I still think the majority of the growth in that movie needs to happen to Carol because she did kind of zero growing in her first movie uh, as we touched on when we did that episode. So that movie needs to be about her growing as a person uh, more so than it needs to be about um, uh, Monica or Kamala growing. Uh, but them being with her is really going to be fun to see. I can't wait for that. 
I feel like personally what's going to happen with Captain Marvel's story, which I hope they do a really good job with, is uh, like she clearly demonstrates she doesn't need anybody. Like she clearly, and then in the first movie, she finally caves and admits it. And and then gets the gets her friend to help her out there, uh, Monica Rambo, and uh, and so the second movie, I feel like that story is going to be played out a little bit more, where she's still going to resort to I need to do this because I'm the most powerful, blah blah blah. I'm hoping, hoping, fingers crossed, that in the in the Marvels movie, that Captain like they're about to do a big save the world mission, and then Rogue grabs her. And puts her in a coma, taking her powers. And she says, "I got your powers now, sugar." Well, yeah, like essentially, like you know, you—it's you, a perfect way to introduce a character that everyone's asking for. By the internet, the internet is asking for the X Men, but really, they're asking for two characters. They're asking for Rogue, and they're asking for Wolverine. Anyone else is immaterial. It's those two characters. Every, maybe Storm, but like those two characters, everybody wants um actually no i will say storm in that mix too because storm a lot of people are hoping she would appear in the second black, second black panther movie uh because those two nice. characters cross stories a lot um and in fact they get married but uh yeah we'll see how they... they made some but, little uh, hot mutant vibranium babies exactly right um uh, uh but yeah we'll see how that plays out uh, so, but like, it would be a great way to introduce Rogue is through Captain Marvel's movie and then just take her powers and, and then she can't help the other two Marvels. So she has to kind of rely on them to fulfill like whatever, you know, mission that is. Kamala is going to be a spark of joy in that movie. That's all I know because yeah, she, she, she is on this show and mm -hmm. from what we've seen of them so far, Carol and Rambo are very kind of serious people. Not even super serious, but just they're they're sort of um, they're grown-ups. Uh, yeah. they, they've kind of lost their their way. Rambo's been through some shit. Like she lost her mom. Uh, she's been yep. through some really hard stuff. Uh, and Carol is kind of just a wayward soul anyway. So um, Kamala is going to be the spark of joy that that movie is going to need. And I guarantee you she's going to be the heart and soul. And that is going to carry mm -hmm. the emotional stakes of that film all throughout. It's going to be all on her. And I can't wait to see that happen. Yeah. Uh, sorry. So the young girl is Monica Rambeau. That's been my confusion there. Um, but you're right. She's she actually Monica is a very serious character throughout WandaVision. And there is obviously a tip going on between the two of them um, or something there. I, it sounds like it's more of a Captain Marvel problem than a, uh, than a Monica problem. Yeah, um, Monica seems like an okay person and she's just kind of fed up with uh, how Carol just dipped and didn't, uh, didn't even do anything about anything. Yeah, uh, no, for sure. So, uh, so yeah, you're right. I think Captain, or sorry, Miss Marvel is going to bring a lot lighter tone to Captain Marvel, which is going to be good. Um, and we'll see how uh, Maria is Maria Rambo. That's the other one. That's the mom. Yeah. Yeah. It's the mom. So yeah. So that being said, you're right. I think she's going to bring a lot lighter tone, but still the question remains, where is it going? Right. So as we draw to the end of this episode, do you have any predictions slash hopes and dreams, Ryan? For episode uh, as, as mentioned in the earlier part of this uh, podcast slash video is I will say that 
the the person that the great grandmother killed is a scroll has to be a scroll because it makes sense and it fits the story perfectly uh, and plus and the only other reason why i mentioned that is because we've seen a scroll get killed before and that's in captain marvel so it kind of playing to that theme would be pretty interesting yeah. and it would also prove that the scrolls have been here a long time which would help build the secret invasion storyline uh, and we have seen elements of the Secret Invasion storyline play out, especially in Far From Home with Nick Fury and, uh, and um, oh my God, uh, names to me today. Maria? Just not, yeah, Maria, thank you. Uh, Maria Hill. That's what I was looking for. I'll tell you a so, secret, yeah. Ryan. I'll tell you a secret. You ready? Yeah. I am a scroll. <laughs> I've been a scroll this whole time, ever since our episode on Iron Man 3, I've been a scroll. Oh, that sense. would be big reveal right there. <laughs> uh, yeah, <that's... laughs> I mean that's awesome. I mean, if you're a scroll, I have so many questions, uh, so many. I mean, how do you do? No, <laughs> uh, you know, I love, I love how they ask, uh, what's his name, Talos? They're like, so how do you do your thing? And he's like, you know, it takes a lot of practice, and dare I say, talent. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways. Good times. Um, so yeah, I'm predicting that the that the per, the great grandmother, uh, yeah, great grandmother killed a scroll, uh, and that's kind of an interesting, going to be an interesting story there. And uh, I have a feeling, a very small feeling, that uh, that we may see Julia Louise Dreyfus again in this show. You think she's going to recruit Kamran? Is that where you think she's going? No, I think she's. I think she's kind of pulling the strings for Department of Damage Control. Ah, I like that even more. Okay, I hope you're right. I I don't know if I have any. Again, Hammerhead would be nice, but that's not a prediction. That's more of a hope and dream because I really don't think that's likely right now. Uh, Wrecking yeah. Crew sounds beautiful. If that is in fact Wrecking Crew, you spotted in the trailer. Um, my only prediction for episode three is that. We're going to learn, I think we're going to finish learning like 90% of the backstory of Kamala's family. They're going to leave a tiny bit left as like some kind of big twist in the finale. But I think next week we're going to learn the majority of that story from Kamran's mother. And I think at some point in the episode, Kamala will, uh, rather she must pose the question to Kamran, what kind of madman jumps off the roof of a person he just met that day? You're weird. You're a weirdo for doing that. Because he has powers. I'm telling you, it's because yeah. he has powers and he can do what he wants. So that's what I think is going to happen. Ryan, mm -hmm. where can the good people find you when you're not being a cosmic powered man god? As you can always, as always, you can find me on twitch.tv forward slash Xbox Canada tomorrow. As of the time of this recording, tomorrow, Thursday, June 16th. We're going to be playing the big game that's coming to Game Pass tomorrow. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Shredder's Revenge uh, is coming to Game Pass, and it's coming tomorrow. I cannot wait to play it. It's going to be super fun. So I'm going to be playing that. And then, of course, you can find me on tw uh, Twitter. And, yes, Jonathan, I saw your post about Wolverine in the X-Men cartoon and that they're two Batman kissing. And now I can't unsee that. So I'm a little upset that that's a thing and uh, kind of ruined my, my day a little bit. But it's okay. Cool, cool, I'll take it. Um, and yeah, so you can find me on Twitter at Crusader Online and then find me on Instagram just posting personal fun stuff uh, at uh, Ryan J. Whitehead. 
but dude, that game is gonna be totally awesome. Yeah, so I'm, good. I'm, I'm so uh, I, I I love the the art for that game. Everything it just looks super fun. Um, and I'll probably play it at some point. I probably won't have a chance to play it tomorrow. But in the meantime, you can find me on the Twitter and on the gram of Insta at Andrew Fantasia. Uh, and uh, there's uh, probably somewhere, oh yeah, on my YouTube channel, I, I am literally right now, uh, right before we started recording this, I am writing the script for an episode I'm doing on Jurassic World Dominion. Uh, I'm not going to tell you whether or not I liked it, but that's not what I do. Remember, I don't review movies. I do um, lessons about either writing or cinema that we can learn from movies. So uh, I think we learned a very important lesson from J World Dominion, and you can find that out whenever that video drops on the Andrew Fantasia YouTube channel. Uh, but in the meantime, Ryan, you're amazing, you're handsome, you're probably cosmic too, and I know that you're a decent human being who wouldn't jump off my roof the first day you met me. You would wait a minute, you'd probably just wait till the third date and then you'd be like, Andrew, can I can I jump off your roof into the koi pond in your backyard? And then I'd probably <laughs> be like, okay, we'll talk. We'll talk about that. Uh, but I will see you back here in a week. Until then, please, everybody have a Miss Marvelous Day. <laughs>